welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer! Thank you! Thank you so much! Thank you. Oh, man. It is great to be back. Hey, by the way, uh, the catfish, uh, yes. Matt Williams, owner of Folk School Ludlow. Yes, uh, that used to have food here. Well, he did. Well, he I did. Have some nuts He's changed here. his menu a little bit. And, uh, but anyway, he and his uh, brother, Big Dan Williams, uh, great football player, by the way. Mm. Played football in college, got a tri- pro trial. He's a very, very interesting guy. But smart guy, both these two brothers are very good businessmen, and yes. along with another partner, uh, Buffalo Wobbs, they started the Whispering Beard Folk Festival. Maria, how about how many years ago? Do you know 10, 15 years ago? Would that sound about right? Mm, it's been I a while. I think about 20, or sorry, 12 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. oh, he, are you serious? 21 years? He held up a two and a one, and now, I took my long? chances. <laughs> Catfish, when did it start? 12 years ago. So 12 years ago, they started. <laughs> 21 Big Dan played at uh, Wofford. Okay. Wofford. And uh, anyway, so uh, 12 years ago, they started the Whispering Beard Folk Festival, and they did it in a few venues that were like everything. It starts in business. They started kind of small. <clears throat> they ended up at, a would call a medium place, Friendship, Indiana, and now they're gone to the big city. They've moved it to the Smale Park, which is a fantastic riverfront park in Cincinnati, Ohio, right on the Ohio River. It's a very beautiful setting. It's a big deal. They've moved it there this summer, starting, let me get the date right, uh, August 23rd. Am I right about that? That's a um, Friday, the 23rd. The 22nd is when it will be starting on that Opens Thursday. Opens on the 22nd on Thursday. Because your yeah. girl's playing on that day. What? All right, so I wanted to bring that out. So not only are they moving it to uh, Smale Park in Cincinnati, it is a huge step up, it I is. think. Yeah. Because it has a potential of, you know, over a million people in the greater Cincinnati tri-state oh, yeah. it's, area, it's Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana all come yeah. together. And the potential for this really jumping up in its stature and in its attendance is pretty significant. And so it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, on Sunday, Jerry and I, and we're hoping Maria will back us, we're playing on Sunday. I heard. At the Sunday show. I heard there's no show on Sunday. It's only Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Well, he's we, told me we're booked you got on us, Sunday. You, the executive producer, well, I got, got to talk us to booked on Sunday. Well, I got to talk to And there's Catfish. no festival on no, Sunday. No, I mean, maybe they're Zooming us or something. Did but you I bother to ask? <laughs> Well, I don't check this kind of crap. I mean, he booked me. I'm, we're booked. Who do you think he is, the executive producer? Yeah, what do you, you treat me like an executive producer? Well, we producer. could sing down there, but there won't be any festival. It'll just be you us know, singing. On, yeah. In an empty park. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a pitiful kind of image, isn't it? It's Jerry and I. It's kind of cute. Our old guitars. You know. We've done that before. We've done that before. So anyway, Whispering <clears throat> Beer Folk yeah, Festival. On Thursday, big. Maria Corelli. Yes. You that's are for real. on the lineup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, what time are you performing and what stage? Do you know? 5 p.m. 5 p.m. On the main stage. God. Right. Catfish Williams. <laughs> 5 p.m. on Whoa. the main stage. Yes. And by the, everything yes. off. All right. And by the way, Catfish, it is, uh, let's get real here. 
it is a real step up, isn't it? It's kind of a big deal. It's a whole other uh, league. Yeah. Yes. And and again, uh, Jerry and I love Maria Corelli, our third voice on this podcast. But that's now the lineup slots are a little harder to get on betting. Oh yeah, there's a lot of national acts and regional acts now. Uh, We always did have them, but uh, no one knows where Friendship Indiana is. Right, a lot of people know. And the beautiful spot, it is gorgeous. Beautiful spot was a great venue. We, I know, and but Cincinnati, like you say, is another league. Now, just one last thing: rattle off some of the. Uh, people who are performing because I think they deserve and you d- you should be uh, pr- you know promoting. Well, we have Ryan Bingham, M. Right. Ward, uh, the Felice Brothers, the Wild Reeds, Charlie Parr, the Tillers, Maria. A lot of guests you guys have had on. Okay, John wow. R. Miller. Yep. Um, well, yeah. this podcast is the stepping stone to greatness. It is, of course. That's Tyler, Tyler Childers, your stepping stone. I tell stone. twenty jokes well, and not one person laughs. I say this is a stepping stone to greatness, and you all and chuckle. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, <laughs> well, it's true. Any, anyway, good luck on it. Uh, I yeah. will be there while Maria's performing. Jerry's, you're in England, or I'm you would Scotland. have been there, in Scotland. Jerry's emceed in the past, though. He made it to Friendship one he year. Did. He, he did. didn't camp. No. Yeah, I didn't camp because... He, he the camp. only person... <laughs> You didn't have you one. You didn't have cable, right? <laughs> well, anyway, good luck. And they didn't it's have exciting. We're looking forward to bed. it. Thank you. Whispering Beard <laughs> Folk Festival, August twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. One final thing: How do people get tickets if they want to come? Let's uh, whisperingbeard.com. Okay. Yep, easiest place uh, to get them. Whisperingbeard.com. That'll take you. To the tickets and people would will be able to get a ticket for a single day or for the past single day weekend tickets available kids uh six and under are free so real family friendly right on the ohio like a little uh tall stacks yeah got oh, that's it cool. and and you're working uh i was talking to big dan about this the other day and if it can't be announced we're not going to but you're looking at some uh creative transportation things where people could use Lyft, Uber or something, which obviously they can do. But are you talking with anybody about hooking up with you on this, partnering? Yeah, we're looking for a partner, for a sponsor, for all of our, uh, pretty much to give everyone within the 275 loop uh, a free Uber ride home from okay. the festival. Wow. So. I don't want to name any names, but there is a friend of the podcast who is a local person who has a business that they're <laughs> anxious always to get new customers and maybe that person might uh, choose to talk with you about sponsoring the transportation element. Yeah, if anyone in the studio audience would be interested in Pardon me, I think this gentleman I'm referring to is having a bit of a coughing situation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, it's a heart attack. Well, he'll be all right. Well, he's in a position to pay for half of it. Yeah. (laughs) Inside joke. Uh, Okay, so anyway... uh, Whispering Beard Folk Festival. Go to whisperingbeard.com and get tickets. It's uh, going to be the first of a whole new era of that folk festival. Congratulations to Matt Williams and his brother, Big Dan. All right. 
And we'll look forward to Maria's performance on Thursday, kicking the whole thing off. You excited about that? I'm so excited. That's a great venue to play. Yeah, that is. Especially that setting. Oh, yeah. Hey, a couple of other things I wanted to uh, mention is my wife and I went, uh, Big Dan Williams recommended this when I ran into him. He said, you got to go to this car show on the Ohio River, also on the Ohio River, or on the Ohio side called uh, Rolling on the River. And I went to this car show, and it was fantastic last Sunday. And as we're walking through the cars, it was largely American classic cars, 55 Chevs, 57 Chevs, Corvettes of all eras, Thunderbirds, some muscle cars like GTOs, et cetera. A few European sports cars, old Triumphs, MG Midgets. And I saw this car, and I said to Bonnie, oh, check this out. And it was, I shot a picture of it, and I'll show it to you at dinner. And it was a red, I believe yours was red, Fiat 850 Spider. It was actually... A, Did you have a green yellow, one? Or? Yellow, it was yeah. cut, yellow, it was yellow. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It was, well, yellow I mean, is pretty yellow much and yellow. orange. Come to, but was it yellow? Well, it was pretty much yellow. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and I looked at that car, yeah. and I thought, this really is It was cool a great little car. car. I mean, it was junk. Was it really? It was not it was a uh, reliable car. No, no, yeah. it was. I mean, it well, looked said, great, yeah. but it, 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 it was cheap. And if you leaned against it, literally, it, it would bend. Interesting. Yeah. And, it, and a lot of people said this about you back then, that you were, uh, you know, all hat, no, cow, no cattle. You were all flash, <laughs> you know, all, no oh, yeah. substance. <laughs> it was just, but it, no, it, seriously. It is the car that I met my wife in. What year was yours, if I might ask? So like a 70 or 69. so? 69. 69. Yeah. It was very interesting. It was fun to see that. And, uh, but I realized, like, I don't think anybody, young people just aren't very car-oriented. Would that be true, Maria? They don't care about what car they have. like they used or, to, yeah. Um, oh, no, we were kids. It man, you guys should see my 2008 Chevy Cobalt. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, not really because uh, I, you know, I'm... I pretty much get whatever car I can afford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's basically transportation is what yeah. you're saying. So I don't get to pick and choose. Well, back but... in, in our, yeah, but let me tell you, when in, in <laughs> our era, which might be your dad's era, maybe even a little before then, your car, especially for guys, was your identity for a lot of guys, mm. not everybody. Oh, I think it's still it's the your case. Your identity. People, because people will try to be like, oh, I, you're driving a Cobalt. I was a student yeah. baker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you, hey, look, if you bought a Fiat 850 Spider, Fiat stands for Fix It Again Tony, so I get the yeah. old thing about <laughs> they're not very reliable, but uh, that was a cool, that I saw it Sunday. Yeah. It's a very cool looking. Yeah, but it was, that, that was the first new car I ever bought. Yeah. My first car was a, literally a Studebaker Lark with 108,000 miles on oh, yeah. it. Tran- that's yeah. your story, Maria. It was just yeah. transportation. Mine was mm-hmm. like a yeah. Nash Rambler. Very uncool, yeah. no identity, but it was yeah. transportation. Yeah. I think it's still the case. People so. people try to, you know, or people will like, relate their identity with their car, yeah. you know. I was a junior in college before I got my Bentley. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have one? <laughs> what a loser. Hey, Not by yet. The, <laughs> by the way, Jerry, I saw the other day a very clever commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that shows this guy, I'll do a quick description of it. You don't know who it is, and they don't tell you who it is, and it's a shot sort of uh, neck down, putting on a robe and, you know, kind of lacing up shoes, and then it, it, it teases you with, 
you don't know what the hell this is about. And then they pan up and it's you saying, I know you thought it would be somebody else. And it promotes the Judge Jerry show. Aww. Yeah, they've, they've started with the commercials now. Yay. Yeah. And it, national, I mean, well, I saw it yeah. in the Cincinnati market, but you're in yeah. markets all across the country. The Judge Jerry show debuting in mid-September? September 9th. That's yeah. Awesome. Are you excited about this? You have to be kind of... You nervous? What? What are your emotions? I'm so so scared. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Yeah, I am. I am excited because I realized, yeah, this is real. This is really going to happen. So, yeah, I, you know, I hope it works well. We've already shot some of the uh, some of the cases already. Yeah. So, uh, are but, you allowed to like talk about it at all? Like, what's the craziest I'm case? The judge, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, What's like no, the craziest case a, that you've come across thus far? Well, the, the, the cases aren't necessarily crazy because they're, I mean, they're real cases. I think mm. that's the point I ought to be make. The, make. And this mm. is true, frankly, of all the court shows, as far as I'm aware. Um, the people that file these cases from all around the country, all 50 states, they don't know they're going to be on television. When you, they file the case. When they file the case. <laughs> oh. And then, so we have what they call stringers around the country. Each one is given two states, and their job is to get up in the morning and uh, on their computer look at every courthouse in their two-state region and see what cases have been filed Because there's are a public record. Yeah. And you say, oh, here's an interesting case. And if it's an interesting case, they call the plaintiff and the defendant and say, would you like to have your case adjudicated on national television with you know, me as the host? And if they say yes, we fly them to Connecticut and then they have hmm. the case. So this isn't like just, this isn't a showbiz thing. Yeah. This is, these are real cases. Now, I joke around a bit just because I can't help it. But the cases, and at the end, you know, I want to treat the people with respect because it's important to them, these cases. So this what is, makes yeah. an interesting case? Like, what are the credentials? They're real. These are problems that people really get upset about. Hmm. Small claims. It's small claims. So it's $5,000 or less in terms of the damages mm. they're seeking. But they're things that sometimes it's just the principle of the matter. Hmm. You know, someone, like one case is the neighbor shot uh, the, uh, the person's dog. Um, mm. You know, the case like that. Oh, there was another animal case where literally the dog killed the neighbor's cat. Um, so there are things a like that. There are people, there's a lot of mm. landlord tenant, mm. a lot of landlord tenant cases, a mm. lot of, of financial loans not being repaid, an engagement ring being given, and then uh, oh. he cheats on her, so she leaves him but keeps the ring. Is he entitled to the ring back? Sometimes you know, friendships fall like apart, and that's yeah. the conflict. So, I mean, it's, it's real everyday human problems. And there's, relatable, right? It's, it's yeah, really there's nothing, relatable. I haven't had a case where you would sit at home, watch, and say, well, that can't happen. Mm. You probably know someone who's been in that same situation or ourselves have been in the same situation. Gotcha. I remember we were driving last year on vacation, uh, you know, the three of us friends here, and there was a neighbor who was complaining about the tree that was coming into the other person's lot. I don't remember the particular details of that one, but basically was blocking out the view, which they had paid good money for and stuff like that. Hmm. Who's, who owned the tree? If the trunk is in one person's lot and the branches are all in the other mm -hmm. and it's, it's a, going on the person's roof. I mean, stuff like that. It's just everyday gotcha. problems. 
Well, we're really looking forward to it, all kidding aside. I think this is going to be a really cool new show, and we urge people to watch Judge Jerry. Check your local listings mid-September. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think if it succeeds, uh, oh, it's a, it, I think you, the it's... podcast could carry on. So I <laughs> yeah. really hope, I'm really pulling for my yeah. friend Jerry. Yeah. Really pulling for him. It, it sounds sincere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. On, and by the way, we're going to have uh, Robert Lowe on. We had him on last week. Great. Uh, it was awesome. He did a song last week that where he... he had written it, finished it. He's a very good songwriter. You know this, Maria, because you know him. You've worked with him. He's another example of somebody who lives in Ludlow, Kentucky. This place is becoming kind of a magnet for singer-songwriters. It's a hot spot, yeah. It really is cool. And, and it, you know, uh, who, would, who would have thought that it would be that? But it's kind of contagious. And, I mean, you're not from Ludlow, Kentucky originally. Mm -mm. Catfish is not. A lot of people are just moving in, and there's a real spirit here. And he's another example of that. So he'll be on. But Jerry, I want to ask you, um, d dealing with President Trump, how dangerous do you think he is to our national security? That's like really, a, a, you know, taking it up pretty high. But do you think he's a threat to our national security? Well, I do, and I, I'm not alone in thinking that. But Albert Einstein famously said, if World War III is fought with nukes, World War IV will be fought with rocks. And the good news is that World War III will not be fought with nukes. Um, it's just become obvious literally to everyone. That doesn't mean someone couldn't use a nuke, like some terrorist or something. But in terms of the whole world being devastated because nations go to war using it, that's, it's not going to happen because everyone realizes that's the end of the planet Earth. So that is... I don't believe is a realistic fear anymore, and that's one of the reasons we haven't had in 70 years, despite all the possibilities of, of having war, whether you're talking about the Middle East or Vietnam or whatever, the, the fights in Africa, no one's, it hasn't been used because that's not a realistic option anymore. But, that, so that's the good news. The bad news is we could have a world war, and we're in the beginnings of one right now. And because the United States is under attack. And whether you think Trump and company are this generation's Neville Chamberlain, um, you know, refusing to accept reality and therefore appeasing a dictator, in this case the dictator being Putin, or you think Trump is this generation's, you know, the Rosenbergs, who um, the sp uh, spies that were uh, executed here in America found guilty of spying for the Soviets, working in secret with them. Um, we are at war. It is a cyber war capable of destroying not just our democracy, but our economy, our way of life, indeed our nation. And it's in plain sight. We, we see it happening with an administration that is at best incompetent and at worst downright evil. We have been told unequivocally by our CIA, our FBI, Homeland Security, 19 intelligence agencies, the 438-page Mueller report, Mueller himself at congressional hearings uh, last week, two weeks ago, and significantly, 
by the Senate Intelligence Committee, which is chaired by a Republican, and a majority of the members are Republicans. In fact, every one of these entities I have mentioned, including the special prosecutor, are either Republicans or have been appointed by a Republican president. Every one of these agencies or committees have concluded with certainty that the Russians invaded the 2016 presidential election in all 50 states, all 50 states, and the, for the purpose of electing Trump. And even more importantly, what Mueller said, that their cyber attack is ongoing with the purpose of disrupting and infecting the election of 2020. Now, understand what that is. We have been told, without any debate anymore, we have been told by every agency and entity that has looked at this, that the Russians are currently working, they've managed to get into all 50 states, to disrupt the coming election. Imagine for a moment if there's a recount in one of these states and there are no paper ballots. How is anyone going to believe if it's a recount and it's down to a couple of hundred votes? How are you going to believe the results? How are you going to believe that the Russians didn't game this one as well? Now, the goal... The goal of the Russians, which used to be the goal of the Soviet Union, their goal isn't to take over America. They don't want to take over our country. They, you know, there's enough problem taking over Russia. Putin's got enough issues there. No, we're not going to be invaded by the Russians. What all they want to do is destabilize us, have, in a sense, Americans, not just the world, but Americans themselves, lose confidence in the whole concept of democracy. In other words, show the world that it's all a farce, that the only way you can efficiently and effectively lead a country is through an authoritarian rule, which is why more and more countries now are moving towards authoritarian rule. Democracy is a joke, say the Russians, and they are trying to prove it. They're trying to say you can't trust these elections. They can infiltrate our elections. They can use social media. And when I say it's a threat to the security of the United States, just ask yourself this, even if you aren't a technocrat. If they have the ability to get into the voting computers of 50 states, do you not think that they have the ability to get into the computers that run our grid, the computers that run our banks, the computers that run the stock market, the computers that we have in our hospitals, your medical records? They could turn off electricity. If they can infiltrate our grid, they can literally shut electricity off in America. Everything shuts down. 
You look at your portfolio if you're lucky enough to have stocks and everything. How do you know how much money you have in the bank? How much, what you have in stocks? They can disrupt it all, put up fake numbers. How are you going to go and say, I want to buy this house? I have this amount of money. They say, prove it. And you, what are you going to show them? That's what could happen. And with this scary scenario, which they've already showed their ability to do, we have a president and a White House that denies it, that refuses to do anything about it, refuses to defend our country. And it's not just Trump. There's this guy which happens to be a senator from the place that we're now doing this podcast from, states called Kentucky. The guy's name is Mitch McConnell. Maybe you heard of him. Okay, so he's the leader of the Senate. The very week, last week, when the Republican Senate Committee and the Mueller hearings where they said unequivocally what the Russians are doing to the next election. When Mueller was testifying, even though it wasn't a, you know, a great performance, in the afternoon he was asked, and it's the one time he opened his mouth and gave more than a one-word answer, he said the greatest threat to America now is what the Russians and what any other country can now do to our electoral system making a mockery because they've already gotten into it. That's the greatest threat. And on that very day, or the next day, a bill is introduced in the Senate to give significantly more money to each of the 50 states to secure their election machinery and computers and to require all states to have paper ballots so that if there is a question, you can physically count the votes. Well, you know what? McConnell won't even permit the Senate to vote on it. So when he suddenly, earlier today, or yesterday it was, sorry, suddenly gives a speech on the Senate floor that he doesn't like the criticism he's getting. He says, I've always been opposed to Russia. I have a great record in fighting communism. My whole career has been that. How dare you call me treasonous or whatever? You know, why when we have a debate over policy is someone suddenly called a traitor if they disagree? We should be able to have a debate. Well, if you want to have a debate, let the Senate debate it. You want to vote against it because you want to help the Russians or whatever? That's your business. But let the Senate debate the issue, which says more money to the states to secure their election machinery and paper ballots in every state. It is so basic. It's hard to even conceive of an argument why you wouldn't want to do that. There's a war going on. We're under attack. We are vulnerable. And he doesn't even want to permit the United States Senate to vote on it so we could get this done with an election that is, what, 18 months away or less? This is crazy. This is 
treasonous. Tre wow, that sounds strong. I said treasonous. Well, look at the definition of treason. Treason is defined as aiding and abetting an opponent in time of war. There's a cyber war going on. His behavior is aiding and abetting the Russians who have invaded our system, and he won't protect us. He is blocking us from doing what we need to do. This is war. And just because you don't see a mushroom cloud doesn't mean we haven't been poisoned. All right, everyone, um, we're going to go ahead and bring up our musical act tonight. We had him on the last podcast. Um, again, he is a Ludlow native, an incredible songwriter. Uh, Robert Lowell, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me back. Oh, yeah. yeah. We are so glad to have you back. It was, uh, it was a close vote, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, will you tell us what you're singing for us tonight? This is a song that um, I actually sang, played for you a little while ago uh, called uh, Party Scenes. It's, it's, a, it's about a, it's kind of an amalgam of um, characters uh, of girls that I've known over the years. And, okay, good. Uh, Wait, let me get my list out. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not that long. <laughs> Ooh. I, no, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. <laughs> she always keeps a bottle on the dresser. Started stealing beer at 17 from the drugstores An Indiana queen her Parents caught her sneaking out the windows She always tried to make the party scenes And the punk shows A good actress in a bad scene And the cops would pick her up on Sundays She knew that Jesus wouldn't like that sort of thing Now she cries when the church bells ring Like an angel who's ashamed of its own wings Then she moved away to L.A. County She started taking pills and buying things that she didn't need Like cocaine and the humble weed Then her mama started writing letters When they got there they just sat unopened on the table True pain is so hard to read Like a poem on the husk of a dying sea 
been so long How do we find out where it all went wrong Keeps a bottle on the dresser Started stealing beer at 17 Thank you. Thank you very much. You've lived a life. <laughs> I've lived a life. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to ask... Um, artists this question and I especially want to ask you because I feel like when you know we listen to your songs it kind of sounds like poetry you know it's like you write poems and then you set music to it and it works all so well um do you find that that is kind of your like what is your method of writing I guess like is is that your method as you write a poem and then you oh set God. music to it um I um I used to write poetry I used to write short stories and and poetry and um but I've always played music, and, and so, yeah, the, the two just kind of came together. And I still read poetry. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is kind of, as far as the lyrics go, it's, it's definitely uh, the same process as I would use when I was writing poetry. Um, hmm. The music, I don't know, it's stuff that I just hear in my head, and then I have to figure out how to play it on the guitar. Well, you do a fabulous job. Thank you for sharing your music with us. Thank you. Um... Will you do us a favor? Oh, Actually, before man. we, before we uh, bring Jerry into the mix here, will you tell us where we can hear some more of your music? Yep. Um, you can hear more of my music um, online at the band that I play in's website, which is warwickandlowell.com. That is W-A-R-R-I-C-K-A-N-D-L-O-W-E-L-L.com. You got that, Jerry? And com is C-O-M. Correct. Yes, yes. Sorry, I didn't clarify that. We're also on Facebook, uh, spelled yeah. the same way. Yeah. So you can find us there. Uh, will you Facebook, do... spelled W-A-R-R-I-C-K-A-N-D-L-O-W-L-L dot C-O-M. That's Facebook. Uh, will you take us out on Down by the Riverside and let Jerry take a verse? I think I can do that, yeah. Amazing. Jerry, are you taking the second verse? Yeah, I'll take the second verse. All right. <laughs> 
like this echo. Gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. I'm gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Down by. Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.